welcome to the Breaking 90 podcast, where we talk about all things sustainable fat loss. We take people on 90-day journeys to creating fat loss forever. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Breaking 90 podcast. I'm here today with my co-host, Jerrica Rydell. We are two of the coaches of Breaking 90 Fitness. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, Jer. Hey, Alex. It's new. What's new? Um, really, really enjoying the weather. We're, we're having a beautiful summer. Um, depending on when this is this this episode is airing, I'm not sure. Um, but we're having a beautiful summer, and we're we're trying to make the most of it. We just got back from a camping trip recently, um, and and one thing we did on that camping trip, which we haven't done as a family yet, was we went canoeing, which was a oh. lot of fun. I haven't I haven't done a ton of canoeing in my life I've done a ton of camping um and other water sports but not canoeing and it was it was kind of cool because it's a really easy family activity that you can get everybody involved we um Devin and I did most of the paddling Emerson did some of the paddling and then we were able to even bring our our puppy Gary so it was like it was pretty cool to just get out there and um do a water sport as a family and choose how hard or easy you want to make it i love it yeah canoeing's awesome i'm more of a kayaker but uh i i've spent spent more time the last year with that adventure race i did so i think i'm gonna take a break from canoeing for a while that was that was tough yeah i've done a lot more kayaking also because it's it's better as an individual but i really how now emerson he's turning six this summer is um at the stage where like he wouldn't really be able to handle a kayak well on his own but a canoe he can he can add some value to the team and you you have the ability to really get out there we we did like so we went camping at arrowhead and there's a little river system and we went down the river system with the current which was obviously very easy and then on the way back it was a grind paddling against the current so oh yeah it was kind of fun cool that's fun yeah something different totally different to you awesome yeah um, so that goes kind of hand in hand with my topic today. What I want to talk about is, um, and I think we covered this a little bit on a previous episode, but worth worth mentioning again, especially this time of year, is uh, how to plan for travel from a nutrition sp- standpoint specifically. We can touch a little bit on movement, but from a nutrition standpoint specifically, how to optimize your travel. Um, because I know it's something that a lot of people struggle with as soon as they're out of their own kitchen, their own routine, how to navigate their nutrition. Go on. Cool. Is there a direction on like type of travel? Like, are we, are we going to be able to bring stuff with us or are we hitting a plane? Yeah. Okay. Well, we can, we can touch a little bit on both. I was thinking more like road trip, like local, local cool. type road okay. trips for, for shorter periods of time. Obviously if you're crossing um, a border, you get your limit on what you can bring. But um, I think, I think people make this more complicated than it needs to be because we get, we get really set in our routines and our habits. Like I have a smoothie almost every day at home, but when I'm traveling, I'm not going to bring my blender and all my stuff for my smoothie. So now that smoothie's gone, it's easy to get into that. Oh shoot. I'm screwed. Now I can't make my smoothie. What am I going to do? Mindset, right? Yep. Um, any starting thoughts as we get rolling or do you want me to take it? Another question or starting thought would be, are the goal what are the goals is the goal to stay 
on, on track? Is the goal to minimize damages? Like what's the goal when we're thinking of this road trip packing? That's a really, really great question. That's something that everybody needs to identify heading into their, their travel. So is this something that happens so infrequently that I can still make progress if I just enjoy myself during this trip? If so, I would normally just recommend enjoying yourself and finding a few ways during the trip to minimize the damage and not stressing about food. Obviously, packing a few healthy snacks and things like that would be a good way to minimize the damage and, and still be able to enjoy yourself. But if this is like, if you're not doing trips or traveling often, and it's not holding you back from your goals, then it's probably not worth stressing over. On the other hand, is this something that happens so often that if you don't give it the space it deserves in your head, that you're going to you're going to lose progress, you're going to regress, you're not going to be able to get to your goals. So that's important for people to identify because some people travel constantly. Some people do it like once a year. If you're doing it once a year, it's, it's really not going to make that big of a difference. Is that is that what you yeah. meant? Yeah, no, exactly. So let's, um, let's say the person has identified that if they just say screw it, they're, they're going to regress because they've got a lot planned over the next couple months and they, they don't have the luxury of just minimizing the damage because the next two months is a lot of different little trips and weekends and traveling and that kind of thing. Um, where would you start from? Where would you start with with this person to give them a really easy, simple, actionable advice? When planning, I think one of the first things or the most difficult things to get access to or to have on your vacation or road trip is protein. So I think that would be one of the directions I would take first is um, how can I prep or how can I, what can I bring um, in order for me to hit at least my protein goals? Agreed. Protein. Um, usually what's lacking in any, any, whether or not you're going to restaurants really is, is going to be protein while well, and fruits and vegetables, but protein primarily. Um, a lot of the like quick foods, if you're going camping, a lot of the quick foods are going to be like sausage on a bun, something like that. This lower protein count with like a potato salad, that's going to be higher calorie, lower protein count. Um, if we have the ability to supplement these meals with protein and still consume some of these meals, you're going to do really well. So this can come from similar to, to the advice that I give to a lot of vegetarians. This can come from making sacrifices within the meal, or it can come from supplementing the meal with a protein from an outside source. And so I'll start with my vegetarian comparison. A lot of vegetarian foods are higher calorie because they get a lot of their proteins from beans, lentils, legumes. They're great sources of protein. They just come with a lot of extra proteins. So in knowing that we're getting our protein from these higher calorie foods, we don't have as many luxury calories to play with because we're using some of our luxury calories to get our protein. The same thing applies now if you're going out camping say and you're having something like sausage on a bun sausage is really high calorie still has a decent amount of protein in it but it's high calorie so now we're using our play calories to get our protein right so your option would be to have an extra sausage without a bun 
to get more protein in, but knowing that your calorie count's climbing quite a bit, we're not going to have as much wiggle room for the other snacks, the appetizers, the desserts, that kind of thing. So we might make a sacrifice on that end. Or on the flip side, you bring the protein, like Jerica's talking about. You bring a protein powder, you bring a protein bar, you bring a, a, a beef jerky, or you cook chicken breasts in advance, put it on ice in a cooler, and you bring that, and you have a little bit of that with the meal so that you have a really, really clean, high source of protein, and you don't you can go into the rest of the meal kind of guilt-free. Um, go ahead. And not just for when it comes to protein too, right? That's for your meals. But you mentioned a few of the snacks, right? Even when you're packing snacks, if we can check off the box for protein in our snacks, um, that could set us up for more success when it comes to these meals that we may not have control over because we've already maybe bought the beef jerky or we had the, you know, little little yogurt packs or whatever we brought for our snacks on our road trip. Um, now we're okay once we get there because you know normally we might not have that protein during our snack time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I mentioned the cooler. I think the cooler becomes a no brainer with something like a camping trip. You're like, well, I'm going to have coolers. So you, you, you can pre-plan things like cooking some chicken, hard boiling some eggs, um, getting some of those foods, putting them in the cooler and having them. The cooler can be such an advantageous tool for other things other than camping, for going away for a, a sports tournament for the weekend, for being in a hotel, um, to going to a friend's house to just going on a road trip, like a cooler is an underutilized tool. It's bringing a fridge with you so that you don't have to buy all of your meals on the road. Um, I think that's a really important thing to recognize with your traveling, that anytime we can control the variables by bringing the fridge with us, we have a way higher chance of success. Absolutely. And we talked about protein first, but we you also briefly mentioned how fruits and vegetables are typically either really expensive to buy on the road um, at like corner stores and things in that nature, or just difficult to have access to. So that cooler, even for your kid's sporting event, although you're like, Oh, of course I'm going to pack a cooler for my kid's sports team for their oranges and their watermelon. It's like, well, why can't I throw some pre-cut vegetables and pre-cut veggies or fruit for myself? Right. Yep. Yep. And so that le leading into fruits and vegetables, that's the, the next thing I mentioned. So protein is usually what's lacking in travel. Um, the next two being fruits and vegetables will make it the similar to the protein, you're going to pack fruits and vegetables, but pick ones that keep well, and they're easy to consume. Like don't pack, um, don't pack something that's going to spoil if it doesn't keep really cold, or, or like in a cooler, um, something like raspberries if they're going to get all wet and soggy like right. disgusting within a day like, <laughs> like choose things like apples that keep in any condition choose things like baby carrots or celery or cucumber or peppers that can handle being in in less than ideal situations you can cut them up you can consume them really easily we have to look at these kinds of things um, even like broccoli doesn't keep that well if it gets if it gets wet or if it gets hot it, it needs to be kind of kept in an ideal situation if you know you're going to uh, a hotel that has a mini fridge though I love the bags of pre-chopped broccoli because that is going to keep very well in that situation so looking at what we have available to us to, to keep the foods um cold or, or as they need to be kept is, is an important factor when we make these decisions rather than just, ah, I'll grab stuff out of the fridge before I leave. And then 
the broccoli and the, the, the raspberries spoil because they're sitting in soggy cooler water. Awesome. Um, that's the, those, those are my biggest pieces of advice. So control the protein, fruits, and vegetables, and then minimize the damage on the other stuff. So if I'm going into a meal and I know the meal's not in line with my goals, but I can consume a little bit of my pre-packed protein and veggies and fruits to make sure that I'm getting my protein goals, I'm getting a little bit full, then I can go into that meal kind of guilt-free. I can have two slices of pizza and it's not going to make or break me rather than just being like, oh crap, tonight's pizza night. I'm going to eat six slices of pizza. I'm going to be way under on my protein count, way over on my calorie count. And now I'm even further from my goals. All I had to do was have a little bit of pre-packed protein, fruits and vegetables so that I don't come out of that meal starving because there's nothing worse than going into that meal they're like, oh, I'm only gonna have two pieces of pizza, and you're 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 feeling bad the entire time. How you are only allowed to have two pieces of pizza, and everybody else has a whole bunch of pizza, and and we can overcome that by supplementing it with some healthy packed food, and then sweet, I still get to have two pieces of pizza. I'm full. I feel content, and I hit my nutrition goals. Awesome. Yeah, it just comes down to kind of thinking about where you're going, what you're doing, what you have access to. And then just planning some, we're not saying plan every breakfast, lunch and dinner, no. right? It's just like planning, you know, the things that are typically out of your control when you're in these events, like the protein, the veggies and the fruit. Um, if you can plan that, then the rest you can, you know, you'll enjoy yourself and not feel like you're lacking and not feel that, you know, you're too restrictive on these events just so that you, you, you get satisfied, you hit the check the boxes and then um, and everything else would be in moderation or we say minimize damages. Yeah, we, we talk with our clients mostly about trying to have um, 24 days a month in your goals, six days a month outside of your goals. So like if your trip falls in that range and you can have three or four days outside your goal, not really that big of a deal. But if if we said like all month long is going to be a challenge, then you kind of have to pick and choose which of those days you're going to go outside your goals, which of those days you're going to make some sacrifice to hit your goals. And that's that's an important mindset going into these these big get-togethers and and trips with other people. If you're with other like-minded people on a similar journey, it becomes way easier. But if you're going on this trip and nobody else there is on the same journey as you, you need to remember that they aren't trying to achieve what you're trying to achieve. So they don't need to make the sacrifices that you need to make. And that's important because you start, to, well, why, why can they eat whatever they want? Why can they do whatever they want? You can too, but you are choosing to go a different path than them. And in order to go a different path than them, you have to make sacrifices that they're not willing to make or they don't want to make because it's not a top priority to them. So that's yeah. that's um, something we have to give some consideration to before before traveling with other people, for sure. And I think sometimes the word sacrifice is some people kind of is like depressing, but you know, you can also look at it as an addition. It's like, well, yeah, this my goals allow me to have an addition of protein or an addition of carbs and fat that maybe their meal, my friend's meal doesn't necessarily have. So it's like, it's not that you're not eating what they're having. It's just, you might be having less of an extra protein that you brought and maybe some extra fruits and vegetables. It's the reason that we don't tell you, you can't do things. It's not, it's, it doesn't feel good to say, I can't have this. I can't do this. When you're choosing to do something, it feels better when you have the choice. 
I'm choosing to eat more protein. I'm adding protein. That feels better than saying I can't have that food. Um, and it's not realistic for most people to eliminate eliminate foods, but it is realistic for most people to add healthy foods. And then just naturally, that's going to stop you from eating as much of the other foods. So that's that's definitely important. Um, so the last thing I'll add is, is when you're going on these, when you're traveling, when you're going on these, these trips for weekends or weeks, we, most of us thrive off of routine, not everybody, but most of us thrive off routine. So trying to bring some of your routine with you is going to be really helpful here. If you're the type of person that wakes up every morning and you, you work out at 7am, get up in the morning and go for a short walk at 7am, right? Yeah. Go for a short walk at 8am. Like it's, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be to a T, but you're in doing that, you are maintaining some of your normal routine, which is going to make you feel better, which is going to make you stick more to your plan. If you're just like, oh, screw it. I'm away from home. I can't work out. I can't eat well. It gets super easy to slip into the all or nothing mindset. So bringing small tidbits of that routine that makes you feel your best is important. So you normally do an hour long workout in the morning. Now I'm going to do a 20 minute walk in the morning. That's a mini version of my routine. I normally have um, three liters of water a day. Okay, plan it out so that you have access to water in a bathroom throughout the day so that you can keep that as part of your routine. That's important to you. You normally have a big salad for lunch, pack some vegetables so you can have vegetables with lunch. Keep those parts of your routine that are really important to you because then coming back out of that trip, it becomes so much easier to get back to your routine. That's when we see people struggle a lot. They come off a five-day vacation or a 10-day vacation, and then it takes them another five or 10 days to get back to their routine. And all of a sudden, this is a 20-day obstacle instead of just a 10-day obstacle. I also think that's one of the most important tips to be honest, like out of all of them. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, we, we, sometimes I refer to this as just bounce back ability. And it's, it's most people's success isn't determined by how much they fall off track. It's by how well they can bounce back from falling off track. If you can fall off track one day and bounce back the next day, that one day is almost never going to hold you back from your goals. Definitely. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I guess the last thing is just give yourself some, some, breathing room and be realistic with your expectations it's uh most of us aren't on a race to get to our destination to get to our goals is it going to matter that much if it takes you five extra days to get there right so if you go on to that five-day vacation with an all-or-nothing mindset and you say fuck it and you you have you go crazy you haven't added five days to your journey you've probably added 10 or 15 days to your journey but if you go into that with like, a, I'm going to minimize the damage, I'm going to allow myself some wiggle room, but I'm going to keep things under control, then maybe you only added the five days to your journey. Are you going to care if it takes you five extra days to get there? Probably not. So give that some realistic um, thought when you make that decision. Is it realistic for me to keep pushing progress, progress, progress right now? We have some of our clients that through the summer, the goal is just maintenance and that's fine. Right. Just have to be realistic about that. Over the next two months, I just want to maintain because typically I would come out of a summer in a worse position. My goal is to not come out of the summer in a worse position so that I can keep progressing once September happens. That's awesome. 
that that's totally realistic for some people and there's nothing wrong with that you just have to you have to be realistic with your expectations yeah and in order to maintain we still need to maintain some type of routine or totally. um or habits right so we can't just forget yeah. about it maintenance doesn't mean doing whatever i want for the next two months exactly. maintenance means i can have give myself a little bit more freedom but I still have to be hitting goals. You still have to, you still have to have, have some sort of plan in place in order to maintain. Love it. Cool. Um, okay. So for today's tip, we're going to just talk about alcohol a little bit. Um, when we talk about uh, the calories in alcohol and, and um, the best and worst practices, um, a lot of people ask, should I go for the light beer? Should I go for the, the, the lighter drink? Should I be mixing with this or mixing with that? At the end of the day, the alcohol, the alcohol and the drink is going to be similar. What we mix it with, it needs to be treated separately. So the alcohol in itself isn't significantly difference between a light drink and a full strength drink. It's it's how much sugar and how much uh, mostly sugar is included in that drink. So when we have the ability to mixing that drink with something zero calorie, no brainer is going to be a better choice from a calorie standpoint. It's still going to hit us from an alcohol standpoint. Our body has to navigate that alcohol um, in order to get back to efficient fat loss. So I don't want you th making huge sacrifice and being like, oh, well, I'm having a light drink. I can have three of these because it's it's a third of the calories of that other drink. Other things are still happening here. You're still having three times as much alcohol. I don't want people to use that as a crutch. And I'm not saying that it's better to go have the full calorie drink. It's just those low calorie drinks often give people the mindset that they can have more and it becomes a negative instead of a positive. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, no, that's a good point. So choose control the variables we can often mixing your own drinks is your best option. Um, but if not, don't, don't get caught up in that mindset that a light drink is exponentially healthier. So I can have more of them. If you either way are going to have three drinks, then the light drink is going to be favorable for you. But if you're all if you're like having five light drinks versus three whole whole calorie drinks, I I honestly don't think it's going to matter. I think you'd be better off probably having the three whole calorie drinks with less alcohol. Um, sure. Awesome. Yeah, that's it. Uh, if you guys have any questions about anything we covered today, make sure you you shoot us a message so that we can chat. And wherever you're listening to this, comment, leave a review give us some feedback and make sure you share these episodes with your friends. If you think they'll find it helpful too. Thanks for being here. Hope you enjoyed the episode.